I'm really fucking psyched to podcast. My wife just gave birth today, and after thanking the doctor, I pulled him aside and sheepishly asked, How soon do you think we'll be able to have sex? He winked at me and said, I'm off duty in ten minutes. Meet me in the parking lot. And welcome back to Zero Credits, the show where we talk about things. My name, as always, is Henry. And my name for today is John. And together we're Henry and John, coming at you to discuss the weird cultural desert that's happening right now. A cultural desert? Well, it's just... Normally we talk about the cultural things that are happening in the in the present moment. Yeah. But I don't know if you've noticed, not a lot has been going on for the past two weeks. Yeah, it's, it's weird because I was looking through, as I do, I have a series of news aggregators that I use to, uh, to fuel my topics in this podcast. I just don't look at my news feed for two seconds and then pick one thing. That's crazy. Uh, and there's just not a lot. There's not a lot. And, and other than, like, Facebook finally confirming that they had a, a, what do they call it? I have, I have a headline to read. I don't want to talk about this, but, uh, Facebook had a confidential agreement with Al- Alexander Kogan, the man at the heart of Cambridge analytical scandal. Um, uh, you know, just, just other than that happening... Not a lot going on. And I do believe they still continue to pay one of Cambridge Analytica's employees. And yet, because Congress doesn't understand the internet, Facebook's going to get off scot-free, and we're all going to be a little worse off for it. I, I would like to jump back a little bit and do, uh, like, a morality play. And uh, so, I am questioning you and your Mark Zuckerberg. This is actually more of a reenactment. Okay. So, pretend you are uh, the man... The human who runs Facebook. And I'm just a stodgy old white person. My name is Zuckerbot. Now, Mr. Zuckerberg, what is website? Website is where human go for entertainment. How come I used to have to put HTTP in front of something, now I don't? HTML5 has secure internet protocols that eliminates the HTTP colon... Slash, 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 slash. How much does a website cost? It's advertising, congressman. (laughs) There was a moment (laughs) where a congressman asked, So, how much do you charge people to use Facebook? (laughs) And Zuckerberg was like, it's free. We don't charge our users anything. And then he asked the billionaire Zuckerberg, So, how do you make money? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, like they're, what, a, they're what an so idiotic line of cool. questioning. And, and the conspiracy theorist in me has to think that, oh, they're they're playing it up. Because mm-hmm. Zuckerberg made contributions to, like, a huge, a, a large percentage of the people who are qu- going to question him. So they could fall back on their age as, like, no one's going to question if they're dumb. I mean, I, I think that if you ended up at, at that seat, you are... Intelligent. I don't think anyone up there is stupid. 
But what if the line of questioning was, how much do you charge for Facebook? It's free. Well, how do you make money? It's advertising. So you mean this money is advertising <laughs> money? So they take all the money out of the robes that he's given them? Yeah. Their robes? Sure. It, they have robes. They're, they're congressmen, John. Of course they have robes. <laughs> Everyone in government has a robe or a wig. Pick a side. But, but I mean, honestly, these, these are people who broker, like, some of the largest deals that no one hears about. Across multiple different industries, they know how the internet works. I think they were just playing up for the camera, basically, and not to, so to get Zuckerberg out of jail for free, minus all of the campaign donations and contributions that Zuckerberg had to pay. Well, I mean, thank God they gave him softballs, because he really would have been fucked sending a Delta Fork in there of his consciousness. A Delta? I, I, I missed this reference. Oh, no. It's just when you... When you're part of the transhuman hive mind, your consciousness can either be an alpha fork, which is essentially a duplicate of you with the same consciousness, through a beta fork, which is slightly worse, and then the the least sustainable one, the delta fork, which basically just knows how to eat and do one job and then die. Wow. I did not know this about the hive mind. Is this real? What? Is this a real... It's a real concept from transhumanist literature, the idea that you could fork your consciousness. Kind of like how Bitcoin forked itself into a corner? Kind of like how you, like, copy a file. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you've got your alpha copies and your delta copies, which no one wants a delta copy. The idea, I think, behind the, the copying of the consciousness being in different forks is that the idea of when human consciousness is... Uh, commoditized and and disseminated that the copying of information would be expensive and difficult to maintain. So a Delta Fork would be the cheapest one, but it does get the job done. So like in the Netflix hit series and also a book, Altered Carbon, only the insanely rich can back up their consciousness to like a, a virtual copy. So the Delta Fork would be like, the welfare option. Yeah, so, I mean, that's something that you didn't get into a lot in Altered Carbon, but is in a lot of transhumanist... L- well, I almost did, like, a huge spoiler for Altered Carbon. Oh, I, I never watched it. I tried to read it once, but I got bored. I would recommend watching Altered Carbon because it's kind of a, a glitzy, pretty show that deals with some very heady things that transhumanist and futurism has been talking about for a while. It's got that... That guy with the jaw. Jaw guy. Jaw guy. Yeah, jaw guy. So other than, you know, Zuckerbot, which was pretty pretty fun for a while. Uh, quickly, the meme wind blows the meme into dust. <laughs> yes. And we move on. Uh, but, but not a lot has been happening. And I have a theory, John. Oh? As to why this... this we're in this cultural lull. Mm-hmm. Unless... I, I mean, there are things happening, like... Kanye West announced two albums dropping in June. He announced a lot of really bad tweets that uh, he's been making. I have no judgment on the Yeet. Did people call him Yeet? <laughs> please. Please yay? start calling him Yeet. Is it yay? Oh, no. Oh, Kanye, not Kanye. No, you have you have no idea the the incredible mystical import it puts on Kanye West when you shorten his name to just say Yee. But his name is a Kanye. I feel stupid. <laughs> That's I am gonna start calling Kanye Yee now. Well, anyway, I don't. The point is, I don't keep up with him. 
that's just happening. Something that's happening. Sure, mm-hmm. he's saying we're gonna free the our, our mind prisons. We'll be free from our mind prisons. I don't know if that's related to the albums, but I would I would hope that they that that whatever. One theory that I have for why we're having a big cultural desert right now. It's a little one. Is that <laughs> there's a huge event happening on Friday, John Coachella? What? Coachella? No. Oh, Coachella's over. No, one of the largest crossovers. Not even... It's not a crossover if it's in the same franchise. That meme lies. One of the biggest multi-movie events ever to be attempted since, like, the Godzilla Destroy All Monsters movie... Okay. ...is dropping on Friday, John, and I think that's... It's like we're in this weird cultural calm... Before this huge event. Before this huge grasping fist with its 17 infinity stones or whatever. There's like five? five I don't know. One for each n- knuckle. He's got five knuckles. He's different because oh. he's an alien. Voiced by Josh Brolin. And is Josh Brolin. In real life. Also Cable. So, of course, we're talking about Marvel's Infinity War. Yeah, the the war to end all Infinity Wars. Okay, wait. Is it Avengers of Infinity War or Avengers Affinity War? Avengers Infinity War. War. They're okay. in the Infinity War. They're in it. Oh, wait. Did they develop Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare? Yes. Oh, wait, no, that was Infinity Ward. Oh, I thought it was Treyarch Studios? No, Treyarch made the bad ones, and then they started making the good ones. All I know is Black Ops isn't going to have a story. It's just going to be multiplayer and zombies. That's neither here nor there. What is here, or soon coming to a theater near you, is this big event, Marvel's Avengers Infinity War. That's (laughs) (laughs) Marvel's (laughs) Avengers (laughs) Infinity War. Um, and everyone, everyone from your grandmother to your grandmother's cat is predicting for somebody to die in this film. So one of the Avengers. Or maybe not. Maybe one of the the associated Avengers, because there's like 40 goddamn people in this movie. What qualifies an Avenger? To me, the Avengers are like the core cast. Like, if you have your name in a movie, uh-huh. you're an Avenger. But isn't the Avengers Institute or whatever like a group? Isn't it like an actual group with membership? Yeah, no, it's a group, and it's composed of the people who have their names in movie titles. Okay. So, Cappy America. Uh-huh. Uh, Thor. Uh-huh, the Falcon. No, he didn't have a movie. Oh, shit. He doesn't have a movie. If your name is not in the movie title... <laughs> You're a friend. Okay. You're a plus one. So Captain America can bring Falcon along as a plus one. Okay, but Winter Soldier, definitely an Avenger. Yeah. Because his name was... His name was in a title. You are absolutely <laughs> correct. There we go. We figured it out. I don't know. Oh, Ultron. Ultron is an Avenger, <laughs> no, too. They killed him. Ah, oh, crap. If you died, you're not coming back. I, th- I think... If you died, you can't come back and be an Avenger. Yes, yeah, so because then you have to be the Avenged. <laughs> exactly. So what I want to do, John, briefly, and this is spur of the moment. This was not planned. Uh huh. Everyone's saying everyone from Buzzfeed to your grandmother's buzzard. Everyone is saying, "Sorry about your grandmother. She has a buzzard. It's a shame." Everyone's saying someone's gonna die, and I want to hear from you, John, who has seen. 
20 minutes of all the movies. <laughs> I've seen, here's the thing, most of the Marvel movies. Well, see, I, I didn't, I, I know you only saw the first 20 minutes of yeah. Thor Ragnarok, so I, at least 20 minutes of all the movies. Well, let me think, what what Marvel movies haven't I seen? Did you see Spider-Man Homecoming? I did. Then you've seen them all. <laughs> Have you seen one? You've seen them all. No, this is genuinely something that I'm thinking. I haven't watched the entirety of the Edward Norton Hulk movie, but I guess that doesn't... That doesn't I mean, they, ca- they claim it counts, but I didn't see it because it doesn't count. God, what haven't I seen? Did you Thor s- Ragnarok, which I'm 20 minutes into that. <laughs> did you see Thor 2, The Boring Dark World? I did. Why? I watched I it. I saw it too. I watched it because I wanted to get ready to watch The Avengers, and then I learned it technically takes place after yeah. Avengers, yeah. right? Something like that. Fuck it. Who cares? It's a terrible movie. There's a lot of continuity that I don't keep track of. I saw Ant-Man. All right. Seen all the Captain Americas. Okay. Uh, seen all the Iron Mans. That's about it. Yeah, I, I guess mean, there's I've, more. I guess I've seen them all. Anyway, who do I think's going to die? Yeah, who? Uh, that's the question I never finished. Who do you think, having seen at least 20 minutes of every movie, who do you think is going to die? Do you want a real answer or a joke answer? I mean, yeah, let's do the joke answer. Uh, joke answer, Iron Man. Really? Yeah. How is that funny? <laughs> uh, it would be it would be funny because I don't truly believe that it will happen. Okay. Because Robert Downey Jr. is the glue that holds this mess together. But what if? What if the studio thinks we don't need glue anymore? We've got all of these <laughs> unconnected parts. Yeah, we don't need... Look, we don't need the charisma of Robert Downey Jr. anymore. We've got Mark Ruffalo. You need to finish Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> anyway... Yeah, so so Joe Cancer, and, and you know he 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 has said he doesn't want to do any more standalone Iron Man films. Mm. Could be a reason to off him. Mm-hmm. Could be a reason to, to stick him around so he can pop up in things like Spider Man Homecoming. True. I mean, he he really hasn't been doing a lot. Maybe he is a good candidate, but really the answer is Hawkeye. Really. I absolutely think Hawkeye is going to die because we met his family. Because we met his. I feel like we have been. We as an audience been have been primed for Hawkeye's death for so many movies. He, we got the Hawkeye death tease in Age of Ultron, where actually it's Silver whatever ended up dying. Quicksilver Quick was his name-o. And we met his family. Yeah. Uh, let's see. That's pretty much it. We those, got, but based on those two things, you know, I think Joss Whedon owes us yes. a Hawkeye death. Shame he has nothing to do with this movie. Do, what is he in it? No, oh, Josh, Whedon. Josh Whedon. Oh, I was like, he... I was like, is Hawkeye just not in this? <laughs> Dodged another bullet, Hawkeye. <laughs> There's one scene where Hot Guy, Hot Guy, <laughs> that's what he calls himself. Yeah, Hot Guy, Hot Guy. Uh, he gets a phone call from Captain America, and he, Captain America's like, yeah, "We need you on this one," and he's just like, "Nope." <laughs> hangs up and then it's a lingering 20 minute shot of yeah. him doing the Sunday morning crossword and then someone comes up and shoots him <laughs> and he's the only character to die it's his wife yes his that's wife. why we met his family Chekhov's family they yeah. call it the smoking the smoking gun of a family the smoking she, she wife she walks up she's like oh Clint here's your cup <laughs> yep you know, Shoots him through the coffee cup. I do believe Chekhov's guns, which we alluded to earlier, I do believe the principle of Chekhov's gun is if you introduce a family 
in the second major crossover event, then in the third major crossover event, they will kill the husband. <laughs> yep. Shame nobody else is married in the entire franchise. It's a shame. Yeah. Everyone's saying that Loki's gonna die, and I don't get where that's coming from. Why would Loki die? Here's... Okay, I actually have three real beliefs. These are the only three candidates that I believe might die. Doctor Strange, because his box office is weak. (laughs) I feel like Doctor Strange has a great place... In the Marvel movies, which, by the way, the first 20 minutes of Thor Ragnarok, I watch, I'm like, oh, this is where they put all the characters who are too magical to be in Civil War. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this, little, yeah. Thor Ragnarok was the box where they put the actual magic people. It, pretty, pretty much, there was a box of, like, instant Civil War solutions. Yeah. So, that yeah, they put, they put them all in there. They're like, Hulk, space. Yeah. Thor, actual god, gets thrown through a rainbow bridge. Dr. Manhattan, busy doing (laughs) Manhattan stuff. Wait, (laughs) Dr. Strange. Dr. Strange, though, interestingly, is still busy doing Manhattan stuff. That's what I meant to say. Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah, uh, but no, I I liked, I genuinely liked the Dr. Strange movie, and that's why he's not on my list. I don't like him. Let's go. That's fair. All right, so... You got three actual names. I have three strong contenders. Strongest contender to me is Hawkeye. Because I feel like the audience that watches Marvel movies, the people who make those movies know they have to be primed for something like that to happen. That is the ideologically and thematically weakest choice, thus the most likely. All right. Uh, Second most likely is Chris Evans. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the actor. <laughs> the, the act. But no, Captain America. Human to Oh, okay. Right? That's Chris Evans, right? Yeah. He I all- genuinely believe that Captain America might they die. They can't kill Cappy America. Here's the thing. Unless they pull... There is a... A Cappy miracle. And then he just rises again. Here's my genuine thought on that. Chris Evans has said that he wants to retire from doing Marvel movies. That's a shame. Multiple times. And there is a strong precedence in the Marvel Universe for killing Captain America to create an emotional response. Yeah, or or making him turn traitor that one time. Hail Hydra. Dumb. That was dumb. What? No, the entire time he was working for Hydra. Oh boy. Great. The entire time. So Chris Evans, the actor and the miracle... Likely to die. that, That would be a saddie. It would be very sad. It would be... That's the one that I would kind of like the most. Oh, okay. Because it would be a huge tentpole character dying, hopefully thrown on a tentpole, which kills him. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, but that would be a, that would be a big one. Chris Evans seemingly doesn't like Marvel movies anymore. And it gives uh, the Winter Soldier, someone who they've been bringing up through movies for like a decade now, an opportunity to be Captain America. He doesn't have an arm. He could have a freedom arm. <laughs> He could have a mechanical arm. I don't know. He did have one. They ripped it off of him. Make a new one. What? Tony Stark. Huh? He comes back from Wakanda. And he is Captain America. Okay. Perfect. Number three. Uh, Don Cheadle. What? (laughs) That seems random. Uh, (laughs) I, I 
don't think he's gonna be in this movie. I mean, he, he yeah. already was paralyzed. Yeah, my thinking, nah, that would be so weird if he died. But my <laughs> they, thinking they is, it's, him to kill him? it's pretty similar to my thinking with Hawkeye, where there's a certain amount of priming that needs to be done. But you're right; it would be really like kicking a man while he's down <laughs> if they killed the guy they paralyzed in the last movie. Which, by the way. Clearly, they were supposed to let War Machine die in that movie. Yeah, they I think they, they got a They note. were supposed to kill War Machine. They were like, don't do it. I think they got a note to not yeah. off him. But I don't think the note was then, <laughs> paralyze him now, kill him later. <laughs> You're like, don't kill him now. We want to kill him. You can paralyze him. It'll make it easier. <laughs> <laughs> Are the executives worried about power levels? Like, Yes. Uh, well... That's going to happen on Friday. Uh-huh. I'm seeing it this weekend. I want to see it real I, bad. I already got my tickets because my work friends, they buy they buy movie tickets months in advance, and I just tag along with them. Must be nice. It is nice. It's very nice. I would go with you, but I don't work with you. you it's see? also probably sold out. Uh, there, there are a few. There, there's, there's some seats left. You going to Alamo? No. Really? Because my work friend's like AMC. It's a nightmare. Why would you go to a movie theater where people are allowed to speak? It's a nightmare. Like, That's horrible. There are kids in the AMC ones, and yeah. they, don't, they don't shut up. The last time I went to an AMC theater, instead of the movie I wanted, it was just like pictures of a butt. <laughs> That's how bad AMC is. Yeah, it's bad. And there's like an hour before the movie starts where it's just like... Thank you for watching our pre-roll Coca-Cola. Yeah. I'm forgetful, regrettable actress. Yeah, Maria Menounos. Yeah, sure. Maria Menounos. And I drink Coke every day. (laughs) By the way, before we leave this little pre-roll show, (laughs) Coca-Cola. I I had an experience where, since I moved here, I've been only Alamo Draft House, pretty much. Big fan. I like it a lot. Movie tickets are basically the same price as everywhere else. And uh, they have a really robust uh, way to buy tickets online. I like them. You went to the iPick. I did not go to the iPick. Oh, you lied to me. Uh, did I lie? No. <laughs> oh. Did I go to the iPick for any... You I... went to the Ritz-Carlton. I went to a 20-screen Megaplex in a neighboring town... And it was the most traditional American movie theater experience I've had in the worst ways. Could you hear the th- the film rolling? I could. I could not hear the film rolling. I could hear the oppressive air conditioning. I could hear everyone talking, which might have had something to do with the movie I was seeing. Uh, and there was just like big, warm, sticky recliner seats. Which are nice that they recline, but they're the kind that get really hot. Uh, and the screen was massive. That's great. And the sound mix was so bad. Oh, that's and bad. the food was so expensive. Yeah. Was the movie you're seeing, please talk over this film? <laughs> it, it was not, but it might as well have been. Oh, was it a quiet place? It was a quiet place. You can't talk during a quiet... That ruins the movie! There, there was not a lot of talking. People largely... People largely followed the rules the movie had set up. Good. But otherwise... Alamo was a little tone deaf with their pre-roll. Yeah. Because, uh, of course, they got, they did a special Be Quiet message from A Quiet Place. Yeah, naturally. And so it was completely silent. Okay. And then, 
Complete after complete silence. Oh, then it did the Alamo thing. Boom, bam, boom. Bam, 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 bam. Seriously, this is now a quiet zone. Yeah. I was like, oh my head. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it was just like you had a moment. You could have just left that part out because yep. it's so goddamn loud. Yeah. Uh, that the the two things the Alamo does that pisses me off is is it's that and it's like whenever the pre roll like. Films and stuff, or whatever. He goes, bah, bah, da, da, bah, bah. no, it's the best. Part. Oh no, it's too much. It's great. Da, it's too much. Da, da. Although they replaced it now, they did. Yeah, now it goes into this weird trippy psychedelic, oh. hypnotizing, th- hypnotizing thing that makes you feel like you're gonna like. Now you have to go assassinate some dignitary. Oh, I miss. Bah, bah, da, da, bah, bah. It's great. I like Alamo. Movies are fun. They're the best. I'm sorry I'm going to see without you, yeah. but we can go again. That'll be great. I'm yeah. going to see this movie multiple times, and then we could do a supplemental reading where we just praise it for 50 minutes. Uh, just like every Marvel movie, I will wait about a month before I see it. Maybe I'll see it sooner. Who knows? Oh, dude. I could have the biggest, most ridiculous... Here's Here's how we need to do it. You and I need to splurge, because at this... A massive theater I went to. This massive shitty theater. They have D-Box. Have you ever had D-Box? Is D-Box like one of those things where you're in a contained environment and your seat shakes? It is the closest you can get to that in a movie theater. D-Box is a special kind of seat. And when you sit in D-Box seats, especially in an IMAX movie where it like wraps around... The seats, like, move and pivot and shake and jumble. And some of them are, like, temperature controlled. D-Box is the worst. I am not prone to motion sickness. But I feel like if there was ever a moment for it to kick in, it would be in in something like that. For what it's worth, they don't, like, pick you up and rotate you like in the Terminator ride at Universal (laughs) Studios. Uh, But they do, like, rumble and shake and turn and blow air in your face. (laughs) It oh, is the worst way to see a movie. That That's what every moviegoer wants. <laughs> Air just wafting into your face. Just blowing into your face from some unknown vent. <laughs> it's like, Superman, please don't fly <laughs> to your next location. Oh, I can't. It's... Uh, yeah. Just air. I, I just want to feel like I'm riding on Superman's back. That's what that camera move is supposed to make me feel, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Cameras oh. aren't supposed to feel like characters in a scene they're supposed to feel like you're in the scene which is why hardcore henry is the best <laughs> movie of all time i would think the d-box for that movie would just like kill people yeah it would <laughs> uh, whipping you all around you'd get whiplash within like the first title sequence let's go see it in d-box yeah let's we can't because it's not in theaters but yeah let's do it yeah all right we talked about movie for a long time. Well, yeah, because we were covering the cultural desert. Yeah, the cultural desert that is covered in infinity stones. <laughs> infinity stones. But because we're in a cultural de- desert, John, uh-huh. I have been trying to latch on to something to talk about. Anything. Anything at all. So the radio, for instance. For instance, maybe a new U2 song comes on the radio a bunch. And I actually listen to it. I make the mistake of listening to this U2 song because I only listen to one radio station. And, I, and so it's on. Yeah, and listening to U2 songs is, is generally a mistake. And, and my favorite podcast that used to cover this is No More. 
Oh, you talking you two to me? Ah, oh, shit, we can't mention other podcasts. We can, because they're done. Oh, right. They they're not going to sap our ad revenue. They're, yeah, it's over for okay. them. So you talking you two to me. Yeah. Which you have to you have to emphasize. You it. talking you two to me. So since they're not around to cover it, because uh-huh. now they're like... <laughs> Art, wait, what is it? It's like re... R-E-M... R.E. Me? Did they make an R.E.M. podcast? They made an R.E.M. podcast. I had no idea. And and, and it's like, are you talking R.E.M. R.E. colon me? Okay. I don't know. That's not as good. Not as good, but they're still doing it. So this U2 song, it's called Get Out of Your Own Way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I just, I don't know what the song's about. Oh. What are the lyrics? I've heard it. Um, I think the music video was kind of famous because it was politically charged. Okay, and there's like a politically charged verse in here, which I, that's the one I really want to focus on. Um, cause I, the, the general meaning of the song is sort of like, don't let yourself stop you from being successful. Get out of your own way. Yeah. Um, but then there's this verse that I'm going to read right now. Fight back. Don't take it lying down. You got to bite back. The face of Liberty's starting to crack. She had a plan up until she got smacked in the mouth, and it all went south. Like freedom. The slaves are looking for someone to lead them. The master's looking for someone to need him. The promised land is there for those who need it most. And Lincoln's ghost said, get out of your own way. Get out of your own way. Uh, maybe the the thing that, maybe this is just a knee-jerk reaction, I feel like the appropriation of Lincoln's ghost to tell the message of the song is maybe a step too far. The, the, the Lincoln's ghost part, that's the part I really want to focus on because that is the most perplexing part. Because just before that, it said the slaves are looking for someone to lead them. Uh-huh. The master's looking for someone to need them. And then you bring Lincoln's ghost in to say, get out of your own way. Are you telling telling the slaves to free themselves? <laughs> I, Which, uh, they, I mean, in a perfect world, they could. Yes. Uh, that is, uh, I, I feel like it is a mixing of allegory with, like, a call to action and when you do that, sometimes it gets a little bit muddled. And I don't think you could get much more muddled than that. Like, if there was more distance between the chorus, which is just get out of your own way, and Lincoln's ghost said? Yeah. I, because then you're, you're tying your allegory into the call of action. They're, they become one at that instance. Yeah. You can't separate them. I mean, when, when your call to action is get out of your own way and you put it in the mouth of Lincoln's ghost... After mentioning slaves and masters, Ugh. I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, I, I don't. And is it so? Is it a bad? I guess the real question is: Is it a bad thing to tell the slaves to free themselves, <laughs> I, or, or is it better to like offer to help the slaves? I I think I think what they were doing, and this might be misguided, but I think in saying. The slaves need someone to lead them, or whatever it says. Uh, it's it's saying that people who are oppressed are looking for leadership, and the people who are, the people who oppress 
are looking for people to subjugate. And then it ties in Lincoln's ghost to say, get out of your own way uh, as a call to action. I think it's just speaking to people today using language that is not appropriate. So is it is it like get out of your own way and lead or, or get out of your own way and stop oppressing? From from my listening to the song, I think get out of your own way as a song is uh, get over your apprehensions, uh, protest, make your voice heard, uh, be part of something bigger than yourself, particularly as it relates to the current political situation in the United States of America and the world at large. But I also feel like that uh, that verse is terrible, yeah. and I also think the song is very bad. I mean, the song isn't the song isn't the worst thing ever to be on the radio. Yeah, uh, that that of course is that sorry song. What, it was popular like three years ago. I don't know. Oh wait, is it too late now yeah. to say so- Justin yeah. Bieber? Oh, he did that. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Anyway, don't ask. Um, but yeah, this one verse just tanks the whole thing because. I can't hear it and not ponder what exactly they mean. Yeah, uh, the a tough thing about using pregnant language like that is you have there's a certain onus on a creator to explain why they chose certain words, and I feel like that falls off a little bit with music, where I don't feel like there is a concrete, lasting explanation for why they arrange those words in that way. I think that it sounded cool, it sounded like a neat allegory, and it tied into what they were trying to do, but I d- don't think it works. Yeah, I-, I mean, Lincoln's ghost, that's just a cool phrase. Yeah, anything's ghost. Not anything's ghost. What? Name one uncool ghost. A plantation owner. Yeah, that's not a cool I, ghost. I, I don't want to talk to a plantation owner's ghost. Yeah, but then that plantation owner's ghost, like becomes like a horror movie and that's cool or or oh you're thinking of dead birds yeah you seen dead birds we we own it but we still haven't watched it shit um, wait you own it you mean the the prize for the zero credits stop <laughs> it went to the only person who, who did okay, it Okay, fine it went to it went don't to, tell them how the sausage is made okay but we still haven't watched it but it's um, really good but yeah so but but even Earlier in the verse, the face of Liberty starting to crack. She had a plan up until she got smacked in the mouth and it all went south. Even that language is like, let's... That, I mean, I th- at okay. its core, it's violence against a woman. Yeah. Even if that woman is metaphorical and, and Liberty or, or, yeah, Liberty. I think that that is an extremely... I think that in a song that is pretty kludgy and haphazard that's maybe my least favorite part because when i listen to that song i just cringe when that part comes up because it's <sighs> okay so the idea that lady liberty had a plan is like weird false allegorical language you're like lady liberty statue of liberty america was going somewhere and she got smacked in the face assuming from when the song was put out by the trump administration by like the the right wing in the uh, American government, and th- that's fine if you watch the music video. Clearly, they have a problem, okay. and it's very difficult to find a human being who dislikes that more than I do. Uh, but I, I think that that's just a stupid way to put that. I think it's a stupid way to put it because you're 
making it sound like America was on this amazing, positive trajectory with a plan and electing a reality star to be president has ruined that and we must do something about it. That's not true at all. No, I mean, the plan... The plan going forward was status quo. Yeah. I, I mean, we weren't... It was going to be the same either way. And it, it, it plays into a kind of dangerous black and white language that we tend to get into when we discuss things like this. Especially recently where y- y- there could be a thing happening that is odious and terrible. And it is the current administration in my book. But... You can have an odious, terrible thing happening, but we have this tendency kind of politically to be like, well, everything was good except this thing that's happening. And maybe it's just putting this kind of pure lens around it to to sell its call to action of get out of your own way. But even get out of your own way means nothing. Yeah. Like, it's the song is a platitude. The song, like a lot of U2 songs in the past, is a series of contrived platitudes draped over politics. Yeah, I, I mean, get out of your own way is like, I've got the secret to success. And yeah. it's not what you think. I mean, getting out of your own way is something that I hate philosophically. Because getting out of your own way is a lot of people who, like, share things on Facebook where it's like, the only thing stopping you from success is overthinking. And it's like, yeah, if you take any human being and you say, the only reason you're not succeeding is because you're thinking about it. It's like, oh, cool. So you mean my worldview that is keeping me from making decisions that would, like, to me, cause me harm is keeping me from being successful. That's a perfect platitude because I can never prove you wrong. <laughs> because if if your argument is the way you think keeps you from success, you can change the way you think and that's still going to be true. Yeah. Even if you're successful, the idea of if you thought different, you'd be more successful is still appropriate. It's horrible. <laughs> I, I hate all these dumb overthinking memes people share. Oh, like, like you can't... Wait, overthinking? Which one like, are the overthinking memes? Like, people will, like, post a picture of, like... They're not even memes. They're, like, little, like, contrived platitudes. It's, like, a, a woman, and she's, like, got her head in her hands. That's, like, overthinking means this, and that's just a bunch of really common things. Uh. And it's, like, but if you stopped overthinking you could find whatever it's just like when people share these things where it's like symptoms of being overwhelmed alcohol use saying the same thing over and over again. it's like these are just things people do yeah like oh you know common signs of anxiety you don't want to answer the phone you don't want to make a phone call it's like i could just not like the phone which yeah. is which is i don't like the phone and that's completely true but do you want to get it <laughs> You know what you should do? Yeah. To give an overthinker and like an existential crisis, tell them that their overthinking is stopping them from being successful. Because you know what they're gonna do? Yeah, they're over- gonna overthink. They're gonna it. overthink. <laughs> but uh, I just scrolled down to the last uh, verse of the song, and I think reading this last verse will sum up just how stupid this song is. Blessed are, or I say blessed. Because I'm old. You can say blessed. Yeah, but there's not a little dash. It's not Shakespeare. You can still say blessed. Blessed are the arrogant, for there is the kingdom of their own company. Blessed are the superstars, for the magnificence and their light. 
for under we understand better our own insignificance. This doesn't even go with the song. Blessed are the filthy rich, for you can only truly own what you give away, like your pain. What? I don't know. It's right there at the end of the... Blessed are the ignorant for their kingdom, for there is the kingdom of their own company, dumb. Uh, Blessed are the superstars for the magnificence of their light. We understand better our own insignificance. It doesn't sound like it's part of the song. That's dumb. Blessed are the filthy rich, for you can... What is happening? It becomes weird and not rhythmic. That's very bad. That's terrible. And isn't you two Irish? Yeah. Stay out of America. (laughs) Stay out of America. Go back to solving Ireland problems. Well, I I would... That's really... Yeah, it's reductive. (laughs) It's reductive and and also... uh, uh, ethnocentric of me yeah other people can comment on american state of affairs and i don't want to say superstars can't because due to their magnificence (laughs) i understand my own insignificance well i'm pretty arrogant so i guess i have have a kingdom of my own company you have your own kingdom and i guess if i'm filthy rich i pay to give away or whatever but if this if we just came to the agreement that this is a bad song and I think we just came to the agreement that this is a bad song. Why, why is it on the radio? Why would oh, because radio, radio play bad. Why would the radio be allowed to play bad? Radio play bad all the time. But, no, give me more cranberries. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, I really enjoyed that period of time after the lead singer of the Cranberries died because we got to listen to the Cranberries again. Yeah, Zombie came on and Linger. Zombie is such a good song. Zombie. If we're talking about Ireland problems, ooh boy. I, I, Zombie's one of the best songs, I think, to ever come out on the radio. Yep. Yeah, she she had a voice that was unheard of for a female vocalist at the time. Really great. Cranberry's great. Linger's pretty good, too. Linger's also good. But it doesn't have the charge of zombie. 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 Bae. Bae. Where is it? Oh. Uh, it's in your head, John. It's in your head. And also, why are Talking Heads on the radio? Did, did the lead singer of the Talking Heads die? No, David Byrne. Is he dead? Because no, he's coming to Austin at some point. Oh, plus okay. Austin just loves the Talking Heads. Okay, they have a good. They have one good song. You listen to KGSR, right? Yeah, yeah, they love Talking Heads. Yeah, they have one good song. No, they have one. No, it's the one where it's like it's not your wife and not your house. That's a good one. Yeah, but also they have Psycho Killer. No. Psycho killer. Kiss, kiss, say. See, you love it. No. Burning down the house? No. Making flippy floppy? No. Man. You don't know. No. You don't know anything. (laughs) I don't know anything. Talking Uh, Heads is good, though. I don't know anything about music. That's why I constantly talk about music (laughs) on the podcast. And just so you know, John, it is on the radio, but also that was one of my songs... That I was researching back when I thought the word ghost was popping up more. I was thinking that. Um, which isn't true. <laughs> Not true at all. So I just wanted to. I mean, it still I, bothered me. The I would like to line. say, though, a pretty popular song right now is called Everybody's Lonely oh. by Jukebox the Ghost. Jukebox the Ghost is really good. The Ghost. I know, I understand, there, it's, but it doesn't happen in the song. But there's ghosts. But it's a really good song. Yeah. It it reminds me of Queen. Yeah. 
They've they've got, it's got a queen vibe. It. It's got a queen vibe, John. It's, it's definitely got a queen vibe. I haven't heard these kind of queen vibes since the days of fun. Oh, fun. Yeah, the band Fun, the lead singer, had a real, like, Freddie Mercury vocal intonation. So, did, like, did they split up? I think they're just one of those bands that were popular for a second and then not. Their first album was amazing. Other bands that that happened to? Uh, Goche, somebody I used to know. Oh, he has a whole discography that nobody downloaded. Hosier? I downloaded it. Hosier had that one song, Everybody Love, Take Me to Church. Continue to make really good music. Did he? Yeah. Not on the radio. He didn't, so it must not be good music. So, by that metric, get out of your own way is good music. Everything not on the radio is bad music. And wait, thus, we have wait. discussed. Do they only play bad music on the radio? Is that the key? But then they play Cranberries. So they have to play only good music. Occam's Razor. Occam's... We weren't sure whether they only played bad music or good music, but we heard one good song, so it all has to be good. It, I mean, if it's popular, it's good, right? Like Westworld. Westworld season, Westworld's good. You just need to wake up. Oh, do I? Westworld is fine. When is that one guy, when is Bernard ever going to look through his glasses? What do you mean? Watch every scene with Bernard in it. He looks over the top of his glasses in every scene. You know why? Because he doesn't need <laughs> them. He wears them to appear smart. Damn it. People do it all the time. Look at... Harry Potter. <laughs> everyone, everyone thought Harry Potter was a jock until he put on those glasses. And then he could blend in and just be the fucking chosen one. <laughs> yes. Perfect. I think we figured it out. Oh, so that's been our segment. Not you two talking to me. <laughs> yeah. Because we can't claim that. It's tough to make a segue into the next thing I want to talk about. Oh, let me help. So, did you have something that specifically you wanted to talk about? John? That was it. Okay, well, I've got something that I want to talk about. Is it YouTube? It's not. Good. It's YouTube! No, it's not. Oh, that would have been a really great segue. <laughs> Why don't you try again? Okay, with a different uh, different yeah, segue? It, it, but the setup is, it's not YouTube. <laughs> okay. Well, give me and a make it make it good. Okay, here's just give me a different setup that's no. not YouTube. No. It's... No, I can make anything work, just not YouTube. Anything. Just blend it? No. You can give me any segue. <laughs> the setup is, it's not you two, it's... Oh, it's not you two, it's Mewtwo. Are like we, the Pokemon? Are we talking about Pokemon? We are talking about Pokemon. Most importantly, the Pokemon Corporation, which makes games for Nintendo. Are we talking about Nintendo? We are talking about Nintendo. Oh, okay. <laughs> There's Nintendo news. Newstendo. Game Freak makes Pokemon. Oh, what about the Pokemon Company? I don't know who those are. They always show up at the beginning of Pokemon Blue. Game it's Freak. It's like Game Freak and the Pokemon Company. They're the same. Has Game Freak made any other games? They tried. I wouldn't call them a Game Freak then. More like a Pokemon Company. Okay, so we're talking about Nintendo, you got, you got, why? Because there's big Nintendo news, huge Nintendo news. Oh, you can make a stupid fucking piece of cardboard? <laughs> Which uh, everyone around me now likes. Yeah, everyone loves the Labo. Yeah, whatever. You should get a Labo, we'll review it. I'm not spending 80 bucks <laughs> on a fucking piece of cardboard. You know what, though? What? Uh, here's the thing about Nintendo. This is more than Nintendo news, this is wide-ranging... 
consumer hardware news. The Nintendo Switch. Like that one over there that you own. Yeah, okay, name dropping. So the Nintendo Switch, much like you own, has been hacked. Okay. So it has been hacked to run unsigned code. Which, for the listeners out there, unsigned code means code that the uh, creators of software don't want you to run. Are we talking homebrew? Is it a homebrew? Are we talking root? Is it a root? Are we talking a hardwire? Are we hard- are we talking backdoor? Are we talking well, here, black hack hackers? Are we talking <laughs> Here's the thing. Here's the 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 insane thing to me about it. It is a modification that can be loaded from boot, meaning it has to be restarted every time because it needs to be loaded in as part of the boot sequence of the Nintendo Switch. Now, the thing about it, unlike every other kind of console hack or modification that has happened in the past largely, this is hardware-based. Hardware, not software? you, You can't patch out this vulnerability. 14 million Nintendo Switches are as susceptible to this as each other. Wait, so they can't... They would have to modify the unit. They would need to physically change it. They would have to do a recall. They would have to do a recall, or just every Switch made from here on needs to have a change. So the culprit is the NVIDIA... NVIDIA? NVIDIA. 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 Which stands for Nintendo Video. No, it doesn't. It's a separate company. Don't Uh, confuse our listeners. The NVIDIA Tegra X1 processor. Oh, the same one that's in the Shield. The same one that's in the Shield. The same one that's in the Nexus C. And was in the (laughs) N-Gage. Yes. No, which stands for the Nintendo Gage. It didn't. Again, don't (laughs) mislead our viewers. Uh, But the, the Tegra X1 processor has a... Seemingly physical fault during its boot sequence that allows you to run unsigned code. And this was discovered by a hacker called Fail Overflow, who made Nintendo aware of that, Nintendo and Nvidia aware of this 90 days before he made the information public. Oh, so he, he gave them a grace period? It is pretty standard practice in console hacking to Tell the people that you are hacking their consoles that you found an exploit to give them a chance to fix it. Because a lot of these people aren't doing it for nefarious reasons. They're doing it because they're interested. But wait, 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 wait. He knew, because of the way he did it, that Nintendo wouldn't be able to fix it. He gave them 90 days to address the problem, essentially. Which, from what I understand, the 90 days is standard. No matter what you find, you're supposed to give 90 days notice before you... Tell anyone. If you were truly an, an ethical white hat hacker, why would you ever go to the public? Yeah, no, if I, I genuinely think that it, here's the thing. These people are interested in finding this, but if you're the guy who discovered the physical vulnerability that makes 14 million Nintendo Switches capable to be hacked, you also want some recognition. Because from what I understand, this guy has been doing this for a long, long time. So, well, a long time. But what's his job? Uh, hacking, hacking. Uh, but yeah, he he made them aware. There's really nothing they can do about it, and it definitely opens up a door to unfortunate things like piracy. Number one, that's the thing that no one talks about. But you could run homebrew applications. It's like you're not gonna play fucking worms on your Switch. You're gonna do it so you can download games. Yeah, I, I, that that's the the 3ds. 
Yeah. The Wii U, the Wii, like, everything post-GameCube has been hacked in some way or another, and it's to download, you know, the $60 games that never get discounted. Yeah, it's it's to cheat the system and pirate games. Yeah. Which happens a lot of the time. But also, you know, run Linux or whatever. But the important thing is that the Nintendo Switch has been hacked, and that leads me to want to talk about one thing, in that I want a Nintendo Switch, but now I have an ethical dilemma. Because... Every console I've owned that I could modify to run unsigned code, I have. Now, why did you do that? I don't... For the most part, I did not like pirate video games. It has happened. Yeah, I mean, if you have the power. Yeah, so for my... I think I started on the PlayStation. No, actually, I started on the Super Nintendo... Because for the Super Nintendo to run Japanese cartridges, you just had to pry two little prongs out of it. Well, that doesn't count. It was a it was a mod. <laughs> <laughs> I modded it by prying two little prongs out to hey, play a game I couldn't read. Hey, look, that makes two Nintendo systems with a major exploitable <laughs> physical flaw. Oh, what, what, so your ethical dilemma is: Do you take take advantage of the exploit, or do you do like a normal person who's never homebrewed anything? Even though he, he watches, like, Project M, and he sees how cool they made Project M, and he needed a homebrew Wii to play it. Yeah. I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> Me, I, I don't mod my, my stuff. I've never modded a single console. So, I, I really don't know why I do it, for the most part. So, like I said, the Super Nintendo did that to play Japanese games way after the life cycle of the Super Nintendo was over, did it to my PlayStation, which that was crazy because you had to, like, take the lid off and put a Switch in it. And I did that to play Japanese games that I bought off of eBay. A Switch? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> ah! <laughs> uh, but I did that to my PlayStation, did that to my PlayStation 2, which was really weird because you specifically needed to buy a certain run of copies of 007 Agent Under Fire, which I bought... But it has a boot exploit that lets you run unsigned code. Are you kidding? What? No, it's real. It's real and I did it. And uh, I did that so I could run Japanese games. Okay. Uh, and then I, still with my PlayStation 2, I did it so that I could download custom wrestlers for WWE 2K5 or whatever. It sounds like all of your motives are, like, weirdly niche. No, they're very niche. But the the biggest reason I do it is just because I can. I think it's neat. I think it's fun to do it, but it does lock you out of future updates and shit. Yeah. Also, I did it to my Wii, my Xbox, my Xbox 360. I, I've basically done it to everything. And I not my Nintendo 64, though. Well, there was no exploits. <laughs> I, uh, but there's, uh, I really want to switch, but it's so easy to do this to, and I don't trust myself. Well, what I, what unsigned code would you even run? I don't know. There's nothing out there yet, right? I mean, there's, there's nothing, I mean, this is days old. Yeah, so. I think the oldest article, I think the oldest article I saw mentioning this was like two days old. So, so, so there's nothing, nothing is even out yet. But I mean, I don't even play enough video games to want to steal them, and I've never really stolen them in the past. I did uh, mod my DS so that I could download all the games I owned <laughs> and play them without having to switch cartridges out. Technically, that's not illegal. 
Uh, yeah, well, technically it is, I guess. No, if you have a physical copy, downloading a digital copy is not illegal. It's like when you get a DVD with ultraviolet. <laughs> that weird service that lets you download versions yeah, of your movies. I forgot that existed because I, DVDs are dead. Yeah, they it. are. I got Thor Ragnarok on DVD. Oh, the, uh, the, was it full screen or widescreen edition? Because the other day I found a case that reminded me we used to sell things... And static formats that could yep. not change. Yep. That's insane. It's dumb. We live in a, a very privileged world, John. A world where you could put on that black hat and uh, start hacking away the, sw- the theoretical <laughs> switch you own. Yeah. Or I- you could throw your cap onto different things as Mario and turn into <laughs> them in yeah. Super Mario Odyssey. <laughs> Which you can play without black hacking. Or I could steal it. No. I don't know. It, it's just a, an interesting thing to think about because it was a thought process I found myself going through where I think the Nintendo Switch is cool and I want one. And when this news came out, I thought about not getting one <laughs> because it's, I, at me as a person, I have this weird compulsion to like mess with things. Like, I, I fiddle with stuff, and I change stuff, and I take pens apart, and it extends to, like, consoles that I spent hundreds of dollars on, and then I ruin them. Well, don't ruin it. Let's just don't do it. Just don't ruin it. Mess with it. Yeah. Just don't cross the breaking point, because they're clearly defined. But here's the shame of it, though. What? Now that 14 million Switches can be hacked, say goodbye to the Splatoon 2 competitive scene. Oh, they're gonna be... People are going to put in, like, God mode? Yeah, people are going to put aimbots on Splatoon 2. The point isn't even to hit people. The point is to hit the stage, the level. They'll put aimbots for the stage. (laughs) (laughs) An aimbot for the stage would hit one point straight down. You you try to look at people and, like, avoids them. Yeah, it goes all around them. Yeah, well, look. Look, John. It's easy to not take advantage of exploits. All you do is don't do it. Yeah. Like, even if you explained to me exactly how to do it, I wouldn't do it. Well, Because uh, I never turn my Switch <laughs> off. It's always in rest mode. <laughs> I thought you said you never turn it on. Uh, no, I've been playing Bayonetta 2. It's kind of cool, though, how they do it, because it does have to go from boot every time. Yeah. But it has to go from boot on, like, a little port on the side of it. Hmm. So it's like where the Joy-Con connects, I think? Yeah. They 3D printed a thing that you can put like a micro USB in or something. So it's not even easy to do. It's not easy. You you need access to a 3D printer, which not everyone has. I'll buy one. A 3D printer? <laughs> Here's the thing. With Al- the filament? Almost every time I've modified a console, I spend significantly more to do it than I get out of it. Then don't do it. The last time... Because I, when I modified my PlayStation, I got a mod switch to play Dragon Ball Z, I think Ultimate Battle 22 from Japan. I spent like a hundred and something dollars on doing that, and then I spent like $70 on that game, and it was so bad. 
It was so bad. So you spent $180. Yep. That's enough. To play one of the worst fighting games. I mean, you could have bought, in in that time period, probably four games. Or Apple stock. (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking this is like a time travel situation. No, no. Okay. I, I just meant, like, you could have bought... Okay, we'll say three full-priced, legitimate games yeah. that you could have reviewed and had been good, but no. Instead. You had to buy your $180 black hat yep. to play, apparently, the worst fighting game ever. Well, it's not Mega Man the Fighters. Yeah, one Sonic of... Sonic the Fighters. Or Star Wars The Warriors of Terrace Kasi. But a bad fighting game. A very, very bad fighting game. And I messed my PlayStation up so bad that sometimes when you started it, it wouldn't, like, spin the disc. So you had to, like, jumpstart the disc and spin it so it would start spinning. I had to do that with my GameCube. Oh, no. I never modded my GameCube. I never never modded it. Because there were no games on it. (laughs) But uh, the first generation GameCubes, after a while, the the laser Mm -hmm. that would read the disc... Would get misaligned. Oh no! So, you, if, but if you spun it and started it, somehow it like it caught it, and okay. you could play the game for a little while. Nice. In the end, I was really glad that we had backwards <laughs> capability because then I could play all the GameCube games, You're which like, they were a ton of. Baden Kiedos, Baden Kiedos Two. What is this? Pikmin, Pikmin, Luigi's Sonic Adventure Mansion. Two Battle. That was a launch title. Yeah. Louis but also Sonic Adventure 2 was on the Dreamcast. To battle. Oh, man. I had the optional battle mode. I also modded my Dreamcast. You did not <laughs> own a Dreamcast. I did own a Dreamcast. Did you own it to not get Sega canceled? Uh, Yeah, it was real easy to pirate. I flagrantly pirated things for my Dreamcast. What was it? It wasn't even called Soul Calibur back then. Soul Edge? No, it was Soul Calibur. The first one on the Dreamcast was. Oh, it was Soul Edge on PlayStation, then Soul Calibur on the Dreamcast. Shenmue? You, you. I loved Shenmue. Shenmue. I love Shenmue a lot. Really? Yeah, I'm a really big fan of Shenmue. It's a bad game. It's really bad. Was one of the Yakuza's on the Dreamcast? I think I, think I pirated Shenmue 2 in Japanese. Yeah. It's real bad. How? It's a bad game. How? I think I like bad things. All these games in Japanese... It's, it's Shinmu in Jap- Shinmu in Japanese? Yeah. How did you play? Barely. <laughs> it was just the thrill of it. <laughs> the thrill of what? Just moving your character around? Yeah, because here's the thing. In, like, the proto-internet days, if you've got, like, a Dreamcast and a Japanese game or, like, a PlayStation and you're playing something Japanese, you're like, this is something no one's seen except the whole nation of Japan. Oh, okay. It's a very exclusive feeling it's this that weird, is fleeting. Yeah, this weird, like, adrenaline-pumping explorer feeling yeah. b- before the internet. Because I mean, one of the the big ones that a lot of people played in Japanese is a game called Tobal Two. Okay, it's a fighting adventure game on the PlayStation. Sure. And having played Tobal Two was like your gateway into being a cool gamer. You played Tobal Two. Ooh, that's the wine of video games. Video game culture used to be so much worse and so much more exclusionary, and I was always on top. <laughs> I, I think I ran a different 
cultural circles. We Oh, absolutely. We mainly just played Super Smash Brothers for hours. Yeah, you were one of those Nintendroids. Please. I was a PlayStation king. They call us Nintendrones. Oh, what do you call PlayStation people? Can't repeat it. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it's just what it is. Oh, I get it. Okay, well, I, I figured it I out. Used to, I used to frequent some chat rooms and, and some forums that yeah. same people probably shouldn't. We all went to Game Facts sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, there was Game Facts. That was like the kitty level. Yeah. And then there was something awful was awful. Yeah, something awful is really where I cut my teeth on being a bad internet person. I mean, GameSpot, before it bought GameFAQs, that was a thing. Yeah. Then there's, oh, there's the... The Penny Arcade forums were a terrible place. I never went there. I didn't uh, read the comic. What's... Nah, I didn't care too much for it. I'm just remembering all the shitty places. Man, I'm so glad message boards are dead. That, I mean, then there was the king. There was a king greater the, than GameFAQs? The king of the of the... Of the image board. Oh, no. Yeah. Ugh. There was V. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah. Slash V on 4chan. The internet... I don't know if it's better or worse, but it's certainly different than it was. Well, now it's just Reddit. Yeah. But Reddit's bad. Yeah. Because but the also internet, they were bad. The internet is bad. I, I feel like that's what it is. It's like people have good intentions. Things start out well. The, the hacking community probably... <laughs> did just start out to point out X points to companies to be like, hey, you should probably fix this. Uh-huh. But everything got corrupted. Failure overload. To fail, some... fail overflow. Fa- failure overload. Yeah. Uh, he, he got corrupted. He wanted to make a name for himself where he should have been like, hey, Nintendo, I don't know if you know this. Hey, uh, get, you know. Yeah. Can this be a situation where I hack you and you, then you hire me? <laughs> yeah. Uh, a good old hack for hire. Yeah. like Gay uh, for pay. What? <laughs> oh no okay no like uh cash me if you can okay cash me if you can give me the cash yeah cash me if you can but with a c-h-e because it's hacking <laughs> yes cash. dumb anyway oh boy the, the name of this episode has to be cash me if you can with a c-h-e yeah yeah it has to be i don't he didn't have to make it publicly known he didn't Unless you figure, unless he figured, someone's going to figure this out eventually. And he's probably in the community, the circles that mm-hmm. do that type of thing. They might have been onto it anyway. But also, what are the chances he worked alone? Probably he, slim to none. He, he might have worked with people. He's like, they're going to figure this out. And I mean, if, if you come upon something like that and you're on the internet, it's going to become known eventually. Yeah. So maybe the best you can do is like give them. Like I guess the best you could do is give them ninety days warning and then not do it and see if anyone ever releases it. I mean, knowing Nintendo, they probably didn't even read the ninety day the ninety day warning. Yeah. It took Nintendo what until like two thousand ten to be like okay, you can show video of our game and talk over it. (laughs) Sort of. Yeah. I mean, it's still dicey sometimes. Sometimes I still do copyright strikes on newly released games, and it's kind of like, I guess you don't want any free advertising. I I remember in the late 2000s, 
which is a weird thing to say. Yeah. I think I saw something from a from a Nintendo PR person uh, because someone had reached out to them for like they were a a game news site and they were like, "Hey, can we like show coverage of your game and and talk over it like just straight through, not like a certain section or whatever, and we would be talking as we play it." And I think the response they got was, uh, we prefer if it's like a curated experience, because we don't want you to provide, I think it was plot spoilers or cheat codes. (laughs) Well, cheat codes, come on. A video game has not had cheat codes in 30 years. Probably, yeah. We don't want you to tell people the sweet cheats. I mean, I can I can understand wanting to protect your story because even when Persona Five was first released, Atlas made a, a, a stipulation on Twitch that you could only stream for the first, let's say, two hours, mm-hmm. and then they wanted you to stop because they didn't want the story to be ruined for everyone else. And even when you play on your PlayStation Four, whenever you're in a cutscene, you cannot hit the share button. Well, I mean, what they should have done is they should have just released a 12-minute video spoiling the entire plot of Persona 5. I, did they? Did the people of Westworld actually do that? Cause no I, idea. I avoided the the board, the, uh, the subreddit. Because unlike you, I actually like the show and I actually watched the premiere this Sunday. And it was actually, uh, I don't know, okay. it seems pretty interesting. I don't know where they're going with it. Was it only 40% misappropriated philosophical diatribes and unnecessarily obfuscatory dialogue? Okay, there was a tiny bit of obfuscation. Okay. um, Because now what they're doing is it's been... Well, you never finished the the season. But it's been about two weeks since the finale. Uh Uh-huh. Only we're flashing back... 11 days so you're closing the gap between the two weeks and the 11 days and something was was revealed at the end of the episode of like what happened at the end of the two weeks and now we're gonna work our way to it oh but i mean gone are like the questions of like oh am i that that's okay that's over that's great that's kind of done because, like, there's no more you can do with it. Because Westworld Season 1 was like, here's a Westworld Season 1 script. Two robot cowboys walk up to each other in a bar. The bar has a piano that's playing an Elton John song, but, like, old-timey. Boom, boom, boom. One of, one of the old, one of the robot cowboys says, hell is full and we are the demons. And the other robot cowboy says, all hail the maze. And then they both shoot each other and have sex and the episode's over. Okay, yeah. <laughs> that is, to me, a lot of what Westworld Season 1 was. No, they had characters. Yeah, you had that McPoyle guy. His name <laughs> is Jimmy... McPoyle. I... Lyle the Intern from The Late Show with David Letterman. I want to keep watching. I will watch Westworld. Do it. I will watch it. It's a good, or at least a decent... Ah, uh, well... There's no better, Game of Thrones this year, John. It's better than most of... I mean, why not replace one bad show with another bad show? Yes, Game of Thrones is bad right now, I agree. But at one time it was good because no. it was based off good books. I watched all of Game of Thrones. I watched every single episode. You know this. I know. I watched every single episode and that show... Starts I, out pretty strong. It starts out pretty strong with like season one and I gave up after season one. 
the first time I watched it, uh, because I didn't like the choices they were making, but I was deep in the books at that time. Uh, but then I picked it back up, like, this show is fantastically well made. This show is one of the best shows on television. And they just kind of kept going, and then they ran out of books, and it became... A nightmare. Horrible. Yeah. It, it went from a great story told very well to a horrible story told very well. Yeah. I mean, it's no Breaking Bad. Yeah. Which is the the all-time greatest thing on television. But nothing can be Breaking Bad. Except Better Call Saul. It's doing its own thing. Yeah. What I'm trying to say, John, is there's no Game of Thrones this year. So you gotta watch I Westworld. gotta watch Westworld, goddammit. Yeah. And you gotta find out what happened. Yeah. So the maze. What's at the center of the maze? You didn't finish the season, so you don't understand what that is. Yeah. I didn't. Yeah. But I know the thing. What's the thing? The thing that happens. Lo and behold, the grand tale of the thing that John claims to know from the hit HBO series Westworld. And so John related the information that he thought he knew about certain characters, their plot arcs, and the identities once thought to belong to some belonging to others. Maybe characters once thought to be robots turned out to be human or something. The point is, it was full of spoilers, and so they threw it to me, your fiendly neighborhood exposition robot, to cover over their spoil-filled talk. Wait. Wait. Am I a robot who is secretly a human this whole time? Or am I human who is actually a robot? Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Oh and 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 no 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 and and explosion noise. Wow, really? Yeah. Okay. Birds. Yeah, they were birds the whole time. You thought they were robots, but they were birds. The I thought the big mystery was who's a robot. Turns out the real <laughs> mystery was who was a who isn't a bird. Who isn't a bird? Yeah. It's kind of like Battlestar Birdlactica. <laughs> oh boy, never. Watch that show. Something about Cylons. Which so is say we all. Like cybernetic nylons. That... <laughs> you nailed it. Man, that is some keen detective work right there. Man. You could do that with any show. Yeah. <laughs> any well, show that's like two things. The shield? <laughs> what are they, like cybernetic shields? No, it's article, the, and then the noun shield. Oh. Got Mike Chickless in it. Yeah, he's Mike Chickless. He was in that show. The Thing. The Shield. <laughs> he was a fantastic boy. He's Michael Chickless has been in every every show that is the word. The Shield, The Thing, The Tick, The Thundermans. No, he played The Thing in Fantastic Four. You're right. But he did not play Thing in Adam's Family. No, The. Yeah. But he did play The. So are you going to buy a Switch? <laughs> I want to. Do need, it. need money. Got to buy groceries. Where's your money going? Uh, I just opened up a savings account, John. Oh, just? You, you helped. Shut up. Shut <laughs> up. What's wrong with you? I don't know. I'm being antagonistic. That's good. Not a lot of people do that. Yeah, you helped. Did I? Yeah. Okay. Oh, I get it. You. I get it. You met with my fiance. Uh-huh. And we talked about that stuff, and she passed the information on. It's good information. Yeah, it's not the same account. Okay, good. Separate accounts. Don't tie accounts together. We're not going to. Never, because we love each other. (laughs) Hey, if you love someone, set them free. (laughs) If you love someone, don't have a joint account. Yeah, maybe. If you love someone, don't share. 
Yeah. And that applies to everything. Everything. Anyway. That's not true. The worst song on the radio is that Jealous song by Nick Jonas or whatever. That's not on the radio anymore. It was. It was. Time's a bowl of spaghetti, Henry. <laughs> Everything going in and out. All right. What? It's going in and out? <laughs> like, like, the, like spaghetti does. Like the noodles folding in on itself? Yeah. Or like Are things going in and out of the spaghetti? <laughs> you know, like spaghetti does. Just things go into the bowl of spaghetti and then go out of them. Well, who, okay. <laughs> who eats spaghetti out of a bowl? I have. Why? Because then it doesn't, like, no. run away as you're trying to pick it up. No, you don't eat spaghetti out of a bowl. You can. It's not soup. Okay, is cereal a soup? Yes, it's a oh. broth. Once you add the milk. What about ramen noodles? Can you eat those on a plate? I don't know. I don't eat ramen noodles. Spaghetti is on a plate. Okay. Go to Italy. Ask okay. for a bowl. They will <laughs> laugh because they don't know what bowls are. That's mean to Italians. <laughs> Man. Gelato. You eat out of a bowl, maybe. No, plate. <laughs> they plate it. Yeah. They call it plating, John. They don't call it bowling. That's for... <laughs> bowling is the one true American art form. Bowling and improv comedy. Oh, okay. Oh, but art for- It's a sport. We're off improv the is not a sport. <laughs> <laughs> I bowling. You knew that. We're going off the rails. I feel like before we completely derail... Uh-huh. And run into another podcast. Just run this train right into, like, Mark Marin or something. Let's, uh, let's end it. Yeah, let's end it. <laughs> let's end it. Let's end this podcast. And I, I don't know if you remember. I know we skipped a week, but you're banned from doing... Oh, shit. ...the social media plug, so I guess that just leaves me. How do I redeem myself? Uh, you get a chance next week. Okay. But if you fail that, we hire <laughs> someone. We hire a third party. Stay- we go... Stakes are high, but I get it. Here we go outside. Am I allowed to provide criticisms of your social media reads? I guess I didn't ban you from that. Okay, yeah. But I I am going to go to you for for little bits. Okay. Here and there. Believe me, I'll be ready. Little bits. All right. Here we go. So if you want to send us your hacking ethical concerns, you can send us an email at... ZeroCreditsIsAPodcast at gmail.com. Send us an email. Send us a female. Don't send us a female. <laughs> if you want to send us something shorter, up to 280 characters, you can tweet at us at ZCPCWHJ on Twitter.com, which stands for John Z Crepes. That's great. And if you want to watch us play video games, we're on Twitch at twitch.tv slash zero credits. What a great bit that is. And uh, we're on iTunes. You can find us by searching for Zero Credits Podcast or just Zero Credits with the little brackets that I like to do. And when you find us, please give us a star rating. Please leave us a review. And we're on Facebook. Who cares? Last but not least, tell a friend. Tell your mailman. Tell your mailman to tell everyone on their route to listen to us. Word of the mouth is the best and only way that we're going to reach that sweet number one spot on the top of the charts. Help us do numbers. Help us what? Do numbers. Get up on the charts. I know numbers, John. Oh, you don't? One? Uh Uh-huh. Two? Uh Uh-huh. Comedically timed three? Oh, man, that's the funniest one. How did I do? Pretty good. Yeah. I feel like... This is just kind of like a... 
just a flow thing. Okay. I feel like when you said word of the mouth, you could have said word of the mouth is the only way we can survive. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because it raises the stakes and also creates a certain like lilting poetry to the words. <laughs> word of the mouth is the only way we can survive. Yes. Okay. Perfect. Oh man. I'm glad. I'm glad you walked <laughs> me back. Almost fell off that cliff. I'd say as far as all the social media reads you've done, that's pretty much in the top 10%. All right, I'll take it. And next week, John's going to be able to try to redeem himself. He has to do better than I just did. Which? Which is pretty, pretty fucking easy. <laughs> everyone, from everyone here at the Zero Credit Studio apartment, we want to wish you a happy week. Happy week! Jesus Christ, it's a happy week! Look out! Happy week! Happy week. <laughs>